Hi everyone, thank you for joining me on the Aspiring Cowgirl. My name's Shaylee Griffin, and if this is your first time of being here, welcome. If you're a listener, um, thank you so much for coming back and listening and uh, being a part of the Aspiring Cowgirl. Um, so, I am excited to be with you all today. It's been tough. I've talked about this in the last, um, organizing my time and I actually have gone back to doing hair. I'm still working my full-time job. And, uh, I said to somebody yesterday how I've recognized how having a schedule again, because, because I do hair, I have, you know, I did hair for 26 years and, because um, of being on a schedule for 26 years, I was so used to being like actually having my day planned out that I didn't realize how much I missed that or how productive I can be because I actually have a schedule. So if you're a person that maybe isn't um, or is struggling maybe um, in trying to get organization in your life, uh, maybe you should try just getting an organizer. Um, I use one that is actually broke down hour by hour because of scheduling appointments, of course. Um, but I just wanted to say it's been interesting that um, what I did for years and then I quit doing then now I see as valuable because it's actually helping me be more productive. So I kind of went into that because my topic for today is about value and being valuable, being invaluable. Um, the whole uh, last quite a few episodes, I've been talking about building a house and, um, that we as individuals are building our own house where we are a structure. We are, um, a temple of the Holy spirit. We, we, um, are building something and we have significance. We have purpose and, and when we talk about that, then we have to break it down. Like, what does that really look like today? What does that look like in my life? And that's what the Aspiring Cowgirl is all about. Directing your hopes and ambitions towards becoming the woman of God that you were created to be. And what does that look like? What do you want it to look like? Um, for me, I want to um, see myself as a reflection of the Proverbs 31 woman and be a woman of strength, dignity. Uh, my being is about being encouragement to others. I value other people. I love to be with other people and I want them to feel valuable when I leave them. And so the word valuable has been on my heart. So I wanted to bring some clarity into what that looks like um, for me and hopefully that you'll get some knowledge and wisdom out of this as something that you can apply to your own life and 
So uh, I want to say the word that like the definition of valuable is having desirable or esteemed characteristics or qualities. So this is about a person. This isn't really about a thing, although we will use that analogy throughout about being you know, something that is valuable or someone that is valuable. So uh, a couple synonyms for valuable is precious, premium, priceless, something of great worth, someone of great worth. So do you feel valuable? I will admit my word, and I think I've said this in past podcasts, but I really struggled for most of my life to ha- with the word insufficient. I never felt like I measured up. I never felt like I, um, that I was of value, that I didn't meet people's expectations. And it wasn't anything that somebody put on me, I don't think. I just believed that I, in my own mind, the chatter that goes on in my own mind, I believed that I wasn't enough, that I, my actions weren't enough, that I was always failing, I always disappointed people, and it's something that the enemy used to bring my self-worth down, and so I felt very invaluable. So I looked up the word invaluable, and this is really interesting to me. The word invaluable does not actually mean not valuable. So a lot of times we think the word I-N means not, and then we take and put valuable on there, so we're not valuable. But the original meaning of invaluable is valuable beyond estimation. It describes, in this case, someone so precious that one cannot assign a price to. Wow. So I I encourage the women that I life coach to look up definitions because God is always revealing things, not only through his word, which is where we need to find our value. We need to find what he says and thinks and what he, his, you know, how does he look at us? But also when we read the world's perspective on a definition, sometimes we'll get more understanding, a deeper understanding. And I just want to say, you know, like when I was in high school, I really did not like school. And I didn't put much effort into English and, you know, like as a study. And I didn't value what was being taught to me. And now when I'm at a place in my life where I want to actually study scripture, I, you know, when you love and are passionate about something, you want to understand it more. And so what I have done, you know, like what I've realized and, and it's given me a different perspective is, you know, really understanding definitions and understanding words that are used within um, a sentence and stuff like that. So, it's given me a new perspective so that so 
I wanted to talk to you today. Like last week, I put a new perspective. That was the podcast for last week. But the word perspective is a picture drawn to enlarge or extend the actual view of. So, um, you know, I just wanted to bring clarity to what is a new perspective. A perspective is looking at something with a new attitude towards someone or something. Um, a point of view, a true understanding of relative importance of people or things. So we are, you know, when we start breaking down these words, we realize that, do I see myself self as valuable or do I see myself as invaluable? Oh, wait a minute. Now the word has turned and made it's a different meaning. So I've got a new perspective on invaluable. It means that, you know, it describes in this case, someone so precious that one cannot assign a price to, which is interesting because I really truly believe in my heart that God sees me as so precious that he, you know, sacrificed his son, he paid the price, he paid the ultimate price for me. And now he, and then if you'll look at it, he prayed, he paid the ultimate price, which if you look at it from a perspective, a spiritual perspective, that it was priceless. It was so valuable. And he did that for you, you know? And so we have to look at this perspective of how do I see myself? Do I, does it align with truth? Because this world is throwing things out. Not only has our society really devalued women, but now it's almost gone the opposite extreme. Now everybody wants to be a woman. Like everybody wants to be the ultimate woman. And it goes into a feminist movement, which is not in line with God. Um, God does not want us to be independent. He wants to be, us to be dependent upon him. He wants us to be unified with him. He wants us to be connected with him. And therefore, he sees us as a valuable, significant truth of, I need you, I wanted you, I chose you, and I want you to be a part of my kingdom. So, but before, you know, like I lived for 40 years without understanding this, knowing this, um, you know, and so therefore, when I rededicated my life, um, that it changed my perspective, it changed my, uh, I knew there was something there, I just couldn't, I wanted to know it more, I want to, to believe it more, and so if you're at a place that you're at this crossroads where you you know God's calling to you, you know He's wooing you, you know that He wants you to be full heartedly for Him, but you just haven't really rededicated your life. Maybe you accepted Christ as a child and you've believed, you know, what's saved always saved. Very true, but a rededication means. 
okay, now I have more understanding that I want to know you in relationship, where before I took it for granted and I still lived in the world, I know I'm saved, but I want now I want something deeper of more value. Um, more, I want to have a new perspective. I want to be significant because when I'm significant, I believe, I know it is true. I can stand in confidence knowing that I am yours and you are mine. And so even after you get to a place of, I get it, I understand that I am his and, you know, I am his and he is mine, then I I can stand in more confidence, but then the perspective needs to change. Like the the belief system, the it, it's the Romans twelve two. Uh, don't conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so your mind is the place that you have to go to know that you are loved and you can be loved, but first you have to understand love and what does love look like. And so when we say that, you know, we love or we're going to be love, do we really understand the value of love? So today, so many people believe the they love until something goes wrong it's like there's a measurement but god doesn't measure like he doesn't say i love you if you do this he just says i just love it's like a choice i i love you when you do this even when you do this i love you he values you to a place that he he's it's unconditional which is something that I struggled with for so long. Like I struggled with, I just want them to love me for me. I want to be free to be me, but I just didn't know how that looked. So I had to change my perspective. I have to be teachable. I have to, I have to believe in God's word and, and like make it truth. Like how, how do I make it truth? I like, there was times when I would hang scripture by my mirror and every time I brushed my teeth, I would say that scripture. So it started becoming my truth because when the enemy comes in with this chatter that we've been talking about in the last couple episodes, that there's this chatter that is like a frequency that it, it, uh, causes this static and it causes us to not believe what is true. And so I'm going to throw out some different ungodly beliefs that the chatter says. Um, for instance, um, I was listening to James Robertson the other day and he w- had a woman on there that she was in an abortion clinic and she um passed out from anxiety. She was stressing out and they told her she couldn't have the abortion. And this was years ago. And, and so she took that as a sign that God wanted her to keep her baby. And, and in that place, then she, um, sorry, that was my computer dinging, um, that she, she kept her son. He now is an adult. He's going to, he's being a preacher and, and now he, 
um, you know, is fighting for pro-life and, um, and, and actually they were talking about the value of a child when it's in the womb. And it just was so, such a good story. And I can so relate with that story in so many ways. I really had some struggles when I was in high school and, um, and so I can relate with that story in so many different ways. And, um, and so what I really got from that is that, you know, the chatter inside our heads, we say, I deserve what I got, or, um, you know, that I'm bad because I caused, I let people down. I, um, you know, the chatter starts going in your head and you start living your life out of that belief. And so our minds are so unique and our minds are so uh, powerful um, that we can either believe the good or we can believe the bad. And so when we're believing the bad, we're living out that. That's our de- identity. I'm a bad person. I live in shame. Or I screwed up and I'm scared to admit my faults. And that's a place of fear. So I'm living out of this false identity that that is that I'm, I'm bad. I'm, I'm broken. I'm not valuable. I'm insufficient. And so when we live out of those identities, then we're not truly who God created us to be. We truly can't love others to the extent that God created us to love others. We start getting into a place of judgment. We judge others quickly um, because we don't even value ourselves. And so I just wanted to talk to you today about being valuable, not only believing that you're valuable, but seeing a new perspective that, you know, now that I hear the understanding and the definition of valuable or invaluable, that maybe I just haven't reached that place yet. Now, how do I get there? Um, In that place, we have to recognize the chatter. We have to recognize those beliefs that we're actually believing about ourselves. And this gets kind of deep, but Uh, in that place, you want to learn, you know, do I feel like I'm broken? If I feel like I'm broken, what, how am I going to feel healed or restored or restored is such a good word because it's about a redo, a reset, but (laughs) if you will, And it's a journey and it's not about just, you know, from bad to good because it just doesn't happen like that. It's like if you think of an antique dresser, like if it's in bad shape and you restore it, it's going to take, you know, you're going to have to strip off um, the old varnish and, you know, I'm not crazy. I'm not a huge restoration person, but so I think I'm still saying the terminology correctly though but um and then we're gonna see that raw wood that's where the rawness is and then and then we got to 
maybe condition the wood and then prime the wood and then uh, paint the wood or or stain the wood so it, it brings it back to life and that's where we're at we don't realize that we have to recognize our you know chatter inside of our head and and so where my word was insufficient I had to learn what how do I become sufficient and how did I do that? I went to the Word of God and I started reading places, verses by Googling. Like I would Google scripture about self-worth, scripture about love, scripture about how God sees me. Um, and And in that place, then I could start finding it in my own Bible and asking the Lord, teach me, teach me how to see myself the way you see me. And we cannot love others until we understand how he loves us. And in that place, we've got to value ourselves because if we don't value our own self-worth, how can we value other people's worth? And so maybe, and just maybe in this place, it's time to step back and stop judging people. And it's time to start assessing our owner, be, our own being, our inner self and saying, you know, like last week, I, one of the questions that I asked was, how, how, if some, if you were to look at your relationship with yourself, what would it be like to be in relationship with yourself? Would you be like, you know, I'm kind of hard to live with. Do you always speak out about yourself? I'm independent. I don't need anybody. I did that for a really long time, and it's not healthy. Um, I want to rely on others and be connected to them. We're supposed to have a servant's heart for others, so why can't they have a servant's heart for us? And so in that place, we've got to learn that it's not all about me. It, it's about learning to be a better me so I can serve others. And that's what Jesus did for us. So that's what we need to do. So I just wanted to like bring some clarity to we can't love or be loved until we love or our beloved ourselves. And so in that place, what does that look like? Recognize that you can't truly love without God's help and knowing his character. Do you do you even know your own character? What words do you believe about yourself? Maybe you believe that you're like for for me, I believe I'm intuitive. I can see things that not all others people can see. And um, that's a gift. That's a talent that God's given me. I talked about that last week. But I didn't know that until I spent time asking the Lord to teach me and change me. And so that's where we have to self-evaluate. We've got to be able to go to him as a loving father and go, I believe that you'll accept me right where I'm at. And I want you to teach me to have character, have 
a reflection of Christ uh, and his character? Do you even know what characters, characteristics God and Jesus have? What characteristics can you relate to and what characteristics can you not relate to? Because then you can recognize what muscle, I call them spiritual muscles, what spiritual muscles you need to exercise. Um, if you feel stuck, you feel like, you know what, I am just in a place I don't know how to get out of. I don't know how to get through this relationship. It's hard. You know, I've been stuck in this relationship. I feel um, I'm not valued in this relationship. Uh, you know, these don't necessarily have to be lies. They can be maybe truths that you just don't want to face. I don't feel valued in this relationship and I need to talk to my other half, you know, whether it's a boyfriend or it's a, or it's a spouse, you know, what do I need to talk to, to, to help him understand that I feel really devalued when I'm speaking. Um, Let's see, I was trying to think. I never meet everyone's expectations is a huge one that I used to battle. And so if you're feeling that way, that's the enemy putting the chatter in, in your... He's put a seed in your mind somewhere, some way, somehow, that you can't meet everybody's expectations. Expectations, so sorry about that. So, um, well, let me just tell you, sometimes that's true. You can't meet everyone's expectations because maybe their expectations are too high. And at one point you got to say, I am who I am. And that's got to be enough. You've got to be okay that I don't stack the hay the way you stack the hay. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean that I can't. I'm not capable. I am capable. I just haven't met an expectation and you're putting too much on me. You know, you've got to be able to verbally say some of those things and recognize the difference between a lie and what's truth because that's what the world, the world is throwing confusion, confusion, confusion. If you listen to the news, it's their opinion. They are not anymore giving facts and we get to decide on the opinion and I'm sorry if anybody works for the news but I'm just saying it just is so frustrating to me because it's not it's not what it used to be because that that I don't want your opinion I want to form my own opinion just give me the facts that's where I'm at and um and so we tend to believe what people are putting on us, like word curses, um, you know, and trying to uh, just get into that. We've got to be able to understand what is true and what is not true. And I think that is so heavy on my heart right now to say, and the only way you'll know it is in the, if you'll get into the word of God and, and you'll talk, you'll have mentors, you'll have life coaches, you'll have people that are sound in, in, they study scripture, they understand relationships, they understand the mind, they understand how 
humans work. And I'm going to be honest, I, you know, I'm an expert to a point, but I'm still learning. I, I don't ever think that I get to a place where I can't continue learning. We're ignorant if we, I mean, that is just ridiculous. So if you're not in study somehow, shape or form, if you're not surrounded by other women that are, you know, studying as hard as you're studying or, you know, something, maybe you need to change some of the people you hang out with. I've had to do that. It's hard. It's not easy, but the that doesn't mean that you don't love those people just because you're trying to better yourself. Um, they've got to be able to recognize that. And if they don't want to, that's their choice. But your choice is, and like my choice was, I'm going to change who, you know, what I'm doing because I can see that what I'm doing is not healthy. And if you love me, you'll understand that I need to back out of this um, scenario for a while and I need to get myself right. And once I get myself right, I am happy to come back into relationship with you as a friend and stuff like that. But, you know, it is what it is. And it's not about the other person. It's about my choice that I need to do to better myself. And that's the way I believe we need to look at it. We've got to value the fact that I am a woman of God and I want to learn how to be a woman of God and I'm going to do whatever it takes to find that. And that's where I, I think in a, another podcast back, I talked about covenant versus commitment. And it's about that commitment, that desire, you know, like in rodeo, we love to compete. Well, you can't get good at competing if you're not ever practicing. And so you've got to be committed to the process. You've got to be committed to what you're wanting to learn. And in that place, it takes time. We all have 24 hours. So I hate the excuse. I just haven't had time. And because I'm like, if you value it, you will find time. So that's just how I see things on the word value and way I see, you know, that we have to learn as women that we are significant, we are priceless, we are um, precious, we are valued. And if we're not being valued in our relationships, then we need to really communicate to the ones we are in contact with that we don't feel valued. And then we also need to value ourselves. We need to recognize some of the words that we're speaking out over ourselves. And why, what is causing that? What self-talk is causing that? Is it something from your past? Is it a place of darkness that's weighing you down? Um, the only way you can unpack that suitcase, that baggage from your past is to be vulnerable and put it into the light. And then once it's exposed, you'll have more peace in it. You'll have, um, you'll see yourself from a different perspective. So uh, this is just to kind of connect what 
I talked about last week about having a new perspective and I just keep hearing the word valuable like like my I just feel like the Lord's put in on my heart that so many people don't feel valued and if we don't kick it in the butt then we will continue to stay there and so it's about coming into that place um if you need someone to be a soundboard you need someone to talk to uh about some of the things that you've been feeling in your life whether you feel stuck you feel rejected you feel shame you feel fear you feel you know like i'm broken you just feel those negative chatters going on in your head and you need someone to talk to please reach out please email me at aspiring aspiring cowgirl at gmail.com or you can private message me on facebook on the aspiring cowgirl facebook page and i want you to know that i've been there and it's hard and it's not easy but you don't have to be alone in it so i thank you guys for listening and i want you to my heart's desire is that you see that you are valuable that you are priceless that you are you know precious in his sight and that if i can speak into you with wisdom and knowledge of what I've learned, I feel like that I'm, I'm being significant. I'm, I'm helping others find their value, their self-worth, their, their, you know, just getting rid of the insecurities, getting rid of the hurt, the suitcases, the baggage that you're carrying that's keeping you from being all you are created to be. So, um, please get a hold of me if you this podcast relates to you or um, something in your spirit is like, I need to talk to somebody about this. So, I value that you listened and I value m- your time and I will try to work with you all I can. So please take a step of faith and reach out and give me a holler and we'll just get on the phone, see if it all works. And there's no, um, you're not locked in just because you give a call. Okay. So, um, I hope to see you down the road. I know this hasn't been all about rodeo, you know, like I connected it a little bit, but I'm just trying to be very obedient to what God is putting on my heart. So uh, bear with me because it's a year of working hard and walking in faith and looking at things from a new perspective. So Let's join together, let's be united, and let's help each other be the women of significance God has created us to be. It's a process, it's a journey, and I want to partner with you in this. So if you're interested, please share the Aspiring Cowgirl podcast with a friend if you think of them during this podcast, and I will see you 
next time on the Aspiring Cowgirl. Thanks for listening.